You are listening to the Hiking Radio Network, where we talk the walk with shows by hikers about hikers for everybody. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me through the wilderness and woods to where the winds are blowing free through the darkness of the night heading toward the Welcome to the Jester Section Hiker Podcast with the spotlight on section hikers. And I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. And we'll leave the streets and these neighborhoods head over the river. For those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, you might remember a gentleman, Philip Woulette, who was on the show and we had a chat about his company, Trail Signs. I am happy to announce Trail Signs is on board to sponsor a few episodes. We all have a backcountry trail or a spot in the wilderness we love, a place that holds memories of a trek that fed our souls and tested our resolve. Want your favorite trail sign hanging above your fireplace or in your hiking room? Send Philip a picture and he'll make you a replica. I can personally vouch for Philip's work. He created an original sign for me of Springer Mountain, Georgia, Mount Musalock, and designed the Jester Section Hiker Podcast stickers. Check out Philip's shop at trailsigns.etsy.com. And if you use the coupon code JESTER, you will receive 10% off. He also has hats, stickers, keychains, ornaments, and all your trail heart desires. All right, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to JESTER Section Hiker, the premier podcast with the spotlight on section hikers. And you guys are not going to believe it because I've got somebody sitting here with me. I've got their dog sitting here with me. We are in Shenandoah National Park. and We've been hiking this morning and we are going to do what I'm going to call a trail talk. And this is going to be episode number one of Trail Talk because this individual and I, when we get on the trail, I mean, it is nonstop talking and... We're going to answer a couple of listener questions that I've received over the last uh, probably couple months uh, from some section hikers out there that were asking my opinion on things. And it's always good to get better than one opinion. So we are going to get right to it. Welcome back to the podcast, Maria Wishart, or you all know her as Wheezy P. Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, God. And you know, as soon as she says, hey, 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 we have to laugh. Um, and we've got boots here in the van with us and we are chilling cause it's a little chilly outside. We're taking a break. And the first question I want to address and Wheezy P and I have already kind of talked about this is slack packing. So I had a listener reach out to me and she just straight up asked me what my de- definition of slack packing was. And I wrote back to her and I said exactly this. I said, slack packing is a term that I think people use for through hikers that are deciding to take a break with carrying their weight for the day. Uh, Maybe they're staying at a hostel um, and the hostel will shuttle them to a road and they can kind of walk back to a hostel. But to me, it's just merely a term for a day hiker. Um, 
they're, they're just not carrying their sleeping bag. They're carrying their 10 essentials and everything that they need in their pack. And I really don't think nothing of slack packing. I don't care if people slack pack. I slack pack personally all the time because you could get more miles in slack packing. So you guys know Wheezy P and I usually have um, a little bit different opinions on things. So Wheezy P, what is your definition of slack packing? I usually define slack packing like you do as a day hike. Um, I apply it more to people who are section hiking or through hiking. If you're working on a long-term goal, then I would consider that a slack pack. If I'm going to walk five miles in a nature preserve, then that to me is a day hike. Um, and yeah, you just carry your 10 essentials and you go out and I enjoy it because we are unlimited time a lot as section hikers. And if you can have some time to slack pack, you might be able to get a 15 or a 20 mile day in where with a full pack, like for me, I'm at 12 or 10 with a, with a full pack and I might be able to do 15 or 20 with a slack pack. So I like it. I love it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want do more of it. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, I don't, you know, people, and I'll give you an example. Last summer, I was out hiking on the AT and I had a couple guys around me that I actually saw, you know, and I was, they were like, oh, you're slack packing, um, you know, you're cheating. And I was like, well, whatever. I'm hiking the trail and I don't really care what you think I'm doing. And lo and behold, I'm really not kidding. The very next day, they were I was going north and they were coming south. And what were they doing? Slack packing. They were slack packing. So don't, you know, and they were like, wow, I mean, I could really get into this. It's lighter weight. It's just mm -hmm. a different way of doing things. And I always go, and I hate this term, and I always go back to hike your own hike. Because people yep. say that all the time. And do what you want to do. And don't care what others think. Exactly. And slack packing can be really beneficial to you if you're out on a longer hike and your body's feeling it after a few days and you can get a slack pack, get a slack pack, give your body a break. You'd be amazed what it can do. It's better than a zero. If you are on a limited time, it's better than a zero and it gives your body a definite break and chance to heal up from that heavy weight. And then you can, of course, your pack feels heavier the next day, but <laughs> your body gets right back used to it though. So yeah, hike your own hike, do what you got to do. Everyone's covering the miles, whether you're day hiking, slack packing, section hiking, through hiking, we're all hiking over the same mountains. So what your pack weighs doesn't matter. Right. And where you sleep at night. Where you sleep doesn't Who matter cares? either. I mean, I don't know. Recently on Facebook, people have gotten twisted about, you know, oh, I stay in my tent every night or, oh, the, yeah. you're glamping if you stay in B&Bs. Well, whatever. Hey. Then I'm glamping. <laughs> <laughs> then we're glamping. So I'm platinum blazing. <laughs> <laughs> so the individual uh, that we're answering this question for, I hope you got the answer that you were looking for. It's just a term. And quite honestly, I only really hear that term on the Appalachian Trail. I've been out on other trails out west. Um, it, it, nobody's really, like, talking about it. I mean, people are just doing their own thing. So thank you for your opinion on that, Wheezy P. Okay, the second thing is, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, and it might be hard for us to actually put in <laughs> words, um, transitioning. I've had a couple emails about people asking, how do you transition into and out of section hiking with a family, with work, with, you know, obligations that, you know, you have, if you have a home, if you have an apartment, if you have a condo, whatever, like, how do you mentally transition in and out? And I will say for me, it is extremely hard. Um, I am always, I don't think a day goes by that I'm not thinking about 
a trail, where I'm going to hike next. And I always go through some form of post-trail depression when I'm done with my section hike, because you've worked up all and you've amped up all this stuff and you finish your hike and then you go home and you go back to work and nobody cares. You can't go to work and talk about it. No. Um, They don't understand what you're doing. They think you're nuts. But as a, and Wheezy P and I talked about this earlier, when I started section hiking back in 2006, I had no idea this would be a lifestyle. I didn't either. I mean, this turn, I thought this was going to be like another 10K or a marathon that, you know, section hiking the trail would be something that I would do. I didn't even want to go in the woods. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But over the years, I mean, this has really turned into a lifestyle. You know, I have a van that I travel around in now. It's like, you know, I can glamp. I can stay overnight places and stay in campgrounds and make things easier. So, Wheezy P, kind of talk about your transition um, you know, mentally into a section hike and out of a section hike and maybe what happens if your plans change? Well, um, for how bad it got for me, I'll just say that I moved from upstate New York to a trail town. That's how bad it got for me for a lifestyle. So I'm fortunate enough that I get to see the trail whenever I want. I can walk in my town and I'm seeing white blazes. So that's really helpful for me with, with the Appalachian trail, because I have such good access to it. Um, I'm always constantly all week long. Um, I used to call them my zero days. I would count down my work days till Saturday and say, okay, three more zero days. And then all week I'd be planning, well, where am I going to hike this Saturday? And it's still the same way, except I get to hike every day now that I have a dog. So that's, that's beneficial. Um, it's really hard going back to work after because you do plan And you want to talk about it and you want to talk about it leading up to it. And I know where I work, nobody hikes. They don't understand it. None of my friends hike except for Jester. (laughs) And by the way, Wheezy P drove how many hours? About four. About four hours to meet me to hike for the day. And so we can meet. Oh, my God. Boots is totally knocked out asleep in the van. Yes, she's all comfortable. Okay, we have got to take a picture of this. I will put it in the show notes. Unbelievable. (laughs) She is totally laying on a pillow. And mind you, the pillow says home and it's the state of North Carolina. So you know, you know what that means, Wheezy. She's got to move to North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> well, her middle name's Waya and Waya Bald's in North Carolina. So that's right. Yeah. So getting back to the transitioning. Um... Oh, it's hard because you come back and you feel like for me, like this last time with Georgia and getting to Springer Mountain was really emotional for me. And then I come back to work. Nobody cares at my work. And it was such an accomplishment for me to go out solo, to hike over 100 miles in one trip, to hit Springer Mountain, do the approach trail. And then I go back to work. And even though I'm accomplishing tasks at work, it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. Like, I don't feel like I'm accomplishing anything or contributing anything. And I go through that every time I come back because you go through and you do all these miles and you're like sweating and you're climbing mountains and you're you're achieving goals. And then you come back to work and it's like... It's just the same thing day in and day out, and it feels depressing. Yeah. And you just can't wait to get back out there again, and then you start questioning whether or not you should even be working anymore, but <laughs> finances say, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. And, and the reality of it is, you know, like we've talked about before, um, not everybody can through hike. So section hiking is the op- option, you know, that we have. And then that, and then transitioning into, we talked about things that we do in the interim. 
Mm-hmm. So like for me, this past, you know, the past five months, I took on the 40 day hikes on the mountains of sea trail. Um, a lot of people do, you know, the 52 hikes in a year. Um, and I know that you plan, you know, particular hikes, maybe a couple Saturdays a month where you actually get out of Duncannon and go yeah. to various areas. So talk about that a little bit and that how that keeps you going, you know, until you can get out on your next section hike. Well, I'm very goal oriented. So I try to set different goals for myself. So I might say, okay, this week I want to hike a total of 20 miles all week. So I try to set a goal that's achievable so that I can knock it off and tick it off at the end of the week. Um, I also now with boots, I decided to rechange my plans around and I'm like, let's just start over. So I'm starting over and you know, just going to rehike most of what I've already hiked on the AT, I'm going to hike with her. So that gives me a whole new chance to like plan Saturday hikes and do sections over again. So it's, it helps to constantly plan to, to make sure that every week, you know, as long as it's safe to go out in the weather, like get out there, even if it's for a mile or two, just to, it really helps to, to ease that kind of depression in between your bigger hikes. Because we can't always do big hikes, unfortunately. <laughs> and how do you deal with, I am very fortunate that I have an individual in my life that has embraced um, going out on the trail, living van life, um, really going to any trail and just becoming part of that culture that I love so much. But not everybody has that in their family life. Um, I know that you and Jake used to hike together. Mm-hmm. And now you guys don't hike together at all. And I don't know if Jake is actually, this is not a bad thing. I don't know if he actually is into hiking anymore. So not. <laughs> talk about, cause it could be tough with families. It is. Um, so talk a little bit about that. So Jake and I used to hike together. He's done almost half the trail. I think he's like 45 miles shy of having completed half of the AT. And with his job, with the move and with his job, he just doesn't want to hike anymore. You know, he works too many hours and he just doesn't want to hike. He's not into it anymore. So he's very, very supportive, um, but he doesn't go with me. Um, He stays home and he has doggy daddy day with our other dog who can't hike. And that's what he does. And he just supports me from afar. He'll work extra to, you know, pay for trips and pay for things. But it's hard because... Um, like I don't see him all week and then Saturday comes and I don't see him on Saturday. And you're here with me. And I'm here. (laughs) Or Boots and I are in Virginia or we're, you know, somewhere else. And so we really only have Sundays together. So there's ways, like, I think you can, you can deal with it if you have a, a partner or someone in your life that doesn't hike. Um, definitely try to stay in touch during the day. Like, Give a call while you're, if you spend the night somewhere and you're driving to the trailhead, give a call, talk to them on the way to the trailhead, send them pictures or video from the trail. If you, you have that kind of service, give them a call when you get to a mountaintop to, to take a break. So they know that you're, you're thinking about them while, while you're out there. I know a lot of people like to leave their phones at home and they're like, well, I'm not going to contact home cause I'm, I'm out here. But if you're with someone or you have kids, um, they like to know that you're still thinking about them while you're out there. And it, it helps a lot of times, too, because you might spend the whole morning by yourself and then you can get somewhere and call home and get those words of encouragement or, you know, find out how things are going at home. So try to try to do that. And there are going to be those moments where they don't understand what you're doing or why you have to go. And then you have to 
kind of explain to them again. Just to let y'all know, Boots is now like snoring. So <laughs> yeah, she's she's as content as can be. <laughs> she's Sorry, such to a good dog. Lizzie, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> but sometimes you're going to have those conversations or arguments that you know I don't understand why you have to go hike every weekend, and that's when you need to explain, or maybe you do need to take you know a little bit a day off or something so you can be at home. Cause sometimes what I'll do is say, okay, I've been traveling every weekend for the past three weeks. So this weekend I'm just going to stay local and I'm going to just hike somewhere at home and I'm going to do a shorter hike. And then I can spend the rest of the day at home with family. So you got to do stuff like that. Yeah. Or, you know, and take on challenges on your home turf. Yeah. In between that longer section hike. So, all right, we have addressed the three things. Um, and you guys, we're going to be back real soon. We're going to take another break and we're going to record trail talk number two, which will come out next week. But Wheezy P actually wanted to say something about um, what her church is providing in Duncanon. And I know this is uh, the couple first weeks in May, but I think the church, uh, well, go ahead, Wheezy, and... Uh, Tell us about what's going on at your church in Duncannon. So I go to Duncannon Assembly of God. We are directly on the trail in Duncannon. In fact, there's a blaze outside of our church. Which is the Appalachian Trail. Which is the Appalachian Trail. And I said it that time. You did, yes. (laughs) And uh, we have our actual logo for the church is a hiker hiking into the mountains. So we're very hiker friendly. There is a hostel in the basement. And the pastor is very excited about welcoming hikers. He missed it last year with COVID and he is geared up and ready to go. They got an outdoor kitchen so that, you know, hikers can cook and that they can cook for hikers. We're trying to figure out all the details of all the services that can be provided. There's going to be a prayer box that you can uh, anonymously leave a note if you want the church to pray for your hike or anything. So, Please, if you're hiking through Duncannon, it doesn't matter, day hiker, section hiker, whatever you're doing, you're coming through Duncannon, stop by because they they miss all of you guys. So definitely come on by. You might even get some AT cookies. No, no. <laughs> all right, you guys, there you go. So that ends the very first episode, and we're going to call this Trail Talk number one. And like I said, we will be back, and you guys will hear from us next week. So thank you again. I know it's a short episode, but I want to start answering some of these questions that I get from listeners. And while I'm with Wheezy P, I can think of no better way uh, to get these questions answered. (laughs) So um, as always, check out the show notes. You can go to hikingradionetwork.com. Everything will be in there. We'll make sure to get a picture of Boots in there um, so you guys can see Boots sleeping and snoring in the bed. So thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. See you next Saturday, and happy section hiking. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me Through the wilderness and woods To where the winds are blowing free Through the darkness of the night Heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me And I'll spread the word And you beat the drum Round up the troops and get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets and these neighborhoods Head over the river and through the woods You're wondering if I go wandering with you 
what kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into. Would it be wrong to tag along with a band of vagabonds? You wonder if I'd wander with you. So I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. And we'll leave the streets and these neighborhoods head over the river. I'm wondering if you'd come wandering my way If you ever get lost or if the trail leads you astray The music of the pack can always bring you back I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word 